All right, welcome to week six of the Helped Podcast. And here's Matt with announcements. Uh, this week we actually do have a couple announcements. Uh, tomorrow uh, we will be judging the office Halloween costume and decoration contest. Um, I, I guess that's just one announcement. So anyway, what are you dressing up as on Monday? I, I guess you're going to have to see. I will give you a hint. Mustache. Okay. All right, all right. So what is actually on the docket for today? Well, nobody's really listening, so we're just going to use this time to talk about how great we are and how great helped us. Huh, I love it. Um, well, so yesterday we put out a, a worksheet to use for considering call center tech support services. Let's just dive into that. And, you know, given our self-imposed time limit, I think we're going to have to make this into two parts. What about the tech support horror story? Well, I have one, and I think it's getting a little meta. But oh, perfect. Let's right. let's save that for later. All right, all right. So the worksheet was all about the questions that you should ask when vetting a service. Let's do this as question, answer, then explanation. I'll do the question and answer. You do the explanation. How's that sound? I'm very confused, but let's do it. <laughs> all right. So so the first question is, you know, will my calls be answered live? The answer for us is yes, 100%. This is basic table stakes. The customer experience starts the moment that someone reaches out. Once that phone is ringing, they want someone to answer it. Sometimes you'll get a recorded line, one of those virtual assistants, whatever. Those can be frustrating. Or the call doesn't even get answered, in which case, I don't know if you're the consumer. Are you going to leave a message? Are you going to call back? It's just a negative experience. It's key that the call actually be answered and, and answered by a human being. Yeah, I get that. All right, so the second question is, you know, how technical are your agents? The answer for help being that, you know, we not only have experts in a bunch of different fields, but we have the skill-based call routing to make sure that we connect those experts with the customer that's looking for assistance. Yeah, I get the idea of the switchboard mentality. You you have somebody answering the phone and their job's to find the right person to connect you to. That makes sense. It it works. But when you have a problem, you want a quick resolution. You don't want to have to get passed around. If if you get passed from the first person to the second person, maybe that's tolerable. But if that second person ever passed you on to the third person, it just it sucks. Or what about that thing that I talked about in like the first or second podcast when I was looking for help from a vendor and they didn't just pass me to the people? They took notes and then called me back like days later asking the same thing that they took the notes on in the first place. It, it's just a waste of time. So we think it's key to have these experts answering the phone so that when you get through to a human, that human can actually help you to get you to a resolution. No escalations necessary. Yep, yep. All right, so the third question, and we're going through this a lot faster than I thought, so maybe we have to add some more candor. Uh, the third question is, you know, are your agents based in the U.S.? And, and for help, you know, yes, everyone is based here in the U.S., and everyone possesses clear communication skills. Yeah, the reason this is so important to us, it, you know, it's not like an accent is going to make it impossible to work with someone. It's it's a cultural thing. It's an understanding thing. When you're when you're dealing with a frustration, a situation, whatever it is, you want to just have a rapport with the agent that you're working with. Or really, if you are the business being called, you want your agent to have rapport with the customer because the customer service experience is a way to to build your relationship. So, you know, when you're offshoring, yeah, you can maybe get your problem solved. Maybe you can get the problem solved, you know, inexpensively because that offshore center is 
going to be maybe lower cost than having U.S.-based reps. But when you're dealing with an agent here in the U.S. who who understands what you're going through, who can relate to you culturally, you're going to have a stronger uh, bonding experience and and problem-solving relationship um, just because you'll be on the same wavelength. Yeah, and I think you hit on on the topic that we should really kind of dive into. Like this idea of, of offshore folks doing things like chat or things where they're able to use, you know, scripting or they're able to take the time to respond is much different than picking up the phone, right? Like if you have a situation where you're frustrated and you need help and you pick up the phone, the last thing you want is to have somebody reading a script to you. You'd prefer to have somebody there, you know, culturally matched with you to be able to kind of take you through the situation. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I see this this thing out there where it's like, oh, it's so much cheaper to do this and that offshore. And it's like, yeah, but there's definite drawbacks. It goes back to the, the last question, you know, about having human agents answering the phone. You know, having a human is, is great, but you don't want to have a human for the sake of having a human. You want to have a human so that you can have a natural conversation. And so the second part of that is somebody that you can actually relate to and converse with, not just because you can understand each other, but because you can understand where one another are coming from, and you can actually have that rapport. The Bernie method. The Bernie method, exactly. Like, like we've talked about, it's so important to just put that customer at ease. When somebody's having a bad experience, it's a great opportunity to turn things around. If you can leave them satisfied and happy, you are going to have a loyal repeat customer. And so to just have that rapport, to, to build that relationship is so vital to the future growth of your business. Yeah, that's fair. All right, all right. So the fourth question, you know, do you support multi-channel communication? And, I mean, for us, it's always a yes. Uh, I can send an email from my fridge right now. And in this day and age, you know, we understand that a lot of folks are, you know, on their phone, they're, you know, on their computer that's working off their phone. They're doing all kinds of different things. And, you know, we support each and every standard channel but we're also super flexible. Like if somebody comes and says, hey, you know, I want this other thing, you know, we're going to entertain that. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about our omni-channel service, how we're able to use a variety of systems, you know, phone, email, whatever it is. I didn't think we were including the fridge email in our <laughs> service. Is, is that a premium option we're going to start offering? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, for, for me personally, I'm not really a, a phone guy. I'd rather just get something done via, via text. I'd rather do, you know, whether it's a live chat, SMS, whatever it is. But some people want to just get a person on the phone so they can get an answer more quickly that way. To each their own. And, and you need to be able to provide your customers with the channel that is going to work for them. That That's the most suitable for them. Uh, and so we're able to do that. We're able to offer whatever channels it is. And, you know, because of the, the nature of our service, we integrate well with your offering. If you have some sort of portal that you use to communicate with your customers, we can hook right in and, and use that portal. Any sort of communication tool that you have to engage with your customers, we can be a part of that. Yeah. So that's why we have Twitter now, huh? Well, exactly. That's the only way I mean. It's my direct line to Elon Musk. So. <laughs> that too. All right. So then the last question for this pod. I knew that would catch on. Well, all right. Fine. Uh, so do you offer warm handoffs and escalations? You know, this is something that helped really focus us on because it's really tough to get from others. And when we started this endeavor, you know, that was the problem we were trying to solve for. In a lot of cases, handoff attempts are super, super limited. And in the other majority of the cases, um, it's just not enough for the customer to be told that they're being handed off to somebody else. They'd much rather have somebody 
uh, help them and, and resolve their issue right away. It reminds me of that, that same story you mentioned earlier where you were dealing with the support team and each yeah. day you'd get a call back and you'd kind of be rehashing the same ground. Yeah. It would have been ideal if person A could pass you to person B immediately and, and you got quicker resolution. But really what compounded the error was the fact that every time you talked to somebody, you were kind of starting from scratch. Oh, I have notes from person A yesterday that said you're having a problem with this. And you would have to say, well, yes, let me spend five minutes explaining that problem to you again. Exactly. What I love about the way our service works is that Let's say there is a situation where we can't actually solve the problem. We've taken all the information more technical enough to understand the issue, but we maybe lack a little bit of that niche expertise to actually have the solution, and we need to pull in that next-level engineer. Well, we can put you on hold for a moment, talk to that next-level engineer, explain the situation so that you don't need to, so that they can come right online and, and pick up you know, right where, where we put you down. Um, so that it's it's a smooth transition. They understand what they're walking into, and they can help you quickly. Right. So the escalation isn't going to be immediate because we're going to be handing off that information. But in doing that, you're not receiving a call back, and you're not having to repeat yourself and try to explain exactly what's going on. Exactly. You're not repeating yourself over and over again and banging your head against the wall. Awesome. All right. Now, so how about that story? All right. So this one's meta. Um, as you know, we are advertising on Reddit. Wait, and I thought you said Meta. Isn't that Facebook? That's <laughs> Facebook. You're right. You're right. So uh, we're, aver- uh, yeah, we're advertising on Reddit. Um, you know, our, our thing was that we were looking for tech support horror stories. And, you know, we're using that as a way to get the word out about help, but also see if we can get some more information and thoughts from other people that are in this space. And so, you know, I ran into a couple of difficulties while I was setting up this ad. And I went right to the chat feature. And uh, I got a response right away because it was, you know, normal business hours and, you know, it was a chat. So the person popped up um, and I started talking through my issue and luckily I was able to resolve my issue. But it, it seemed like a lot of the things that he was coming back to me with were, you know, templated or they were just like these really fast, like canned responses or things like that. And so... I started kind of digging deeper into things with him. I realize this isn't a very funny story, but uh, I started digging into things a, a little bit deeper. I'm laughing on the inside. Okay. And I realized that, that this was a real person because, like, there was a part of me that thought, like, oh, man, am I just talking to a bot or some sort of, you know, automation? And so, you know, we got to this point where I said, hey, like, you know, you're a, you're a chat agent. Like, do you have any fun, you know, tech support horror stories? Uh, and the response was, you know, no, we don't do that here. I kind of spent a couple more minutes like trying to, to figure out what was going on, but it was clear that that was completely lost, you know, on this particular agent. You're right. That that is meta. I mean, that is very fitting. It's it's hard to explain those things. It's there's the expertise, but there's that the culture. You want to have a connection. You want to have a positive experience with the person that you're engaging with. This guy came off robotic apparently, and even once you did get through and realize that it it was a human, he was kind of trained in being robotic. So even though maybe he could have come up with something funny and, and given you a memorable story to take mm-hmm. away, instead you just kind of left thinking it was cold and he's intentionally impersonal. And that's that's not what we're going for. Obviously we're going to be professional, our agents are going to be professional, but the whole point is to have a human and humans need to act like humans. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, so I, I think we are at time or maybe even longer. Uh, this is a long one. Uh, so we're going to say uh, sayonara for now and uh, stay tuned for part two. And as always, if you have any feedback or stories, you know, give us a call, send a message, um, whatever it is to get a hold of us. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. vroom, vroom.